0: In her insightful TED Talk, Jana Levin, a professor of astronomy at Barnard College, says, I want to ask you to consider for a second the, the very simple fact that by far most of what we know about the universe comes to us from light. We can stand on the earth and look up into the sky and see stars with our bare eyes, sunlight reflected on the moon. And with our modern telescopes, we've been able to collect this, this stunning silent movie of the universe. And yet, the universe is not a silent movie. Because the universe is not silent the universe has a soundtrack, and that soundtrack is played on space itself, because space can wobble like a drum. It is remarkable to consider for a moment we exist in a universe that that expands and contracts all the time. And like a drum, that, that movement, those vibrations make sound. Levine shares in her TED talk how it's become her life's work to capture, as she puts it, songs from the universe. As you might know, about three years ago, scientists recorded for the first time the sound of two black holes colliding a billion light years away from us. A sound that essentially proved Einstein's general theory of relativity. But what did it sound like? The sound of the universe. The sound of two black holes colliding. I listened to a remarkable recording of it this week, and it sort of sounds like a rhythmic ultrasound with that repetitive whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Isn't it amazing as human beings we were first able to capture a sound created a billion light years away? Isn't it amazing we live in a universe that has this God given ability to create sound? Because sound, as one writer put it, is a wave of vibration. We hear it passing through the air, we can hear it underwater. We can hear it through space. Sound or vibrations surround us. I wonder, have you ever been inspired by sound? Hearing the whoosh of space, as I did this week, or an organ played in worship? Your, your infant son or daughter cooing in a crib, a stadium roaring with applause, the call of a morning dove as the sun rises. This month, our focus as a church family is on the gift of wonder. We began last Sunday by spending time with Rabbi Abraham Heschel, who once wrote this. He said, never once in my life did I ask God for success or wisdom or power or fame. I asked God for wonder, and God gave it to me. Abraham is considered one of the great Jewish thinkers of all time. He survived the Holocaust and marched with Martin Luther King. And what gave Heschel his strength and his resolve was wonder. Wonder, taught Heschel, leads to faith. This month we are considering how wonder can lead us to faith and ultimately to God through our senses. Last Sunday we reflected on the wonder of taste and how adults have between Two to 4,000 taste buds. Each taste bud has between 10 to 50 cells. Those cells can discern 10 levels of flavor. If you tally it all up, we can discern 100,000 different flavors. Last Sunday, we stood in awe that God had created human beings with that remarkable gift. And we heard the psalmist charge us to taste and see that the Lord is good. This morning we turn our attention to the wonder of sound. And did you know throughout scripture, time and again, we read of the centrality of sound in the relationship between the the people of faith and God? in how we communicate with God, but also with how God communicates with us. We hear that in the psalmist's words this morning. As we read, praise the Lord, praise God in the sanctuary, praise him with the sounding of the trumpet, the harp and the lyre, strings and pipe and the clash of cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And on a Sunday such as this, as a church family, as a choir, as organists, as a choir director, we are living out that psalmist charge, are we not? In and through our music, we seek to offer God our praise. But then we also read how God communicates with us through sound in our New Testament reading. as the spirit enabled them. He's considered the last Renaissance man. He maintained in his house a wunderkammer, which is called a cabinet of wonders, where he displayed remarkable objects that he'd collected from the fields of geology and archeology. span He published 40 works. He was often compared to Leonardo da Vinci He was given the titles of master of a hundred arts and the champion of wonder. Before this week, I had never heard of him. His name is Athanasius Pitcher. He lived from 1602 to 1680. But an aspect of his life that truly fascinated him was music. He wrote a famous book, for example, that reflected on how harmony gives us insights into how God constructed the universe. He wrote down the notes of bird song. He drew illustrations of, for example, a hydraulic organ. Life for Kitcher meant to, to seek music and to hear music and to discern how music and sound are communicated. Today, Kitcher is primarily remembered as one of the very first to observe what has come to be called Aeolian sound after the Greek god of wind, Aeolus. Now, what is Aeolian sound? It is the sound that is produced when wind passes over or through an object. There's a mathematical formula for Aeolian sound. I wonder if you ever heard the sound that wind makes. The sound of a storm rattling your windows at 3 a.m., the sound of a chime in your garden, the snap of a sail as you tack to catch the wind. As one writer explains, Aeolian sounds can be produced in the rigging of a boat. As wind passes over a rope, it will produce a sound with a frequency that varies with the velocity of the wind and the thickness of the rope, each doubling of the wind's velocity, creating another octave, allowing six octave range. Chopin tried to capture that range in his piece, The Winter Wind, Beethoven in The Tempest. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Can you imagine the sound of that wind? Can you hear that aeolian sound as it passes over and through the walls of the house where the disciples sat, or even over and through the disciples? This week, I wondered if that wind jumped in octaves as it whistled through that room. I wonder if it revealed, as Professor Levine put it, a song of the universe. The sacred vibration of sound. In response to this Aeolian sound encircling them, the disciples began to speak in all these different languages. And the Jews who were there said, aren't all those who are speaking Galileans, meaning non-Jews, how is it that we hear them and understand them? What does this mean? which is the question, is it not? What does this mean? What is the purpose and the meaning of, of all this sound? How do we make sense and understand it? Of Professor Levine's songs of the universe and Aeolian sound of the, of the roar of the wind and the cacophony of human voices in the second chapter of Acts. Alex Ross is one of my favorite columnists. He writes about music for the New Yorker. In his insightful book, Listen to This, he notes how sounds typically have a purpose. He notes how Beethoven's symphonies promise personal and political freedom. Wagner's operas inflame the imaginations of poets and also demagogues. Stravinsky's ballets release these primal energies. In the 1960s, the Beatles incited uprisings against social norms. Today, a teenager blasts hip-hop to psych himself up. A teenage executive puts on a Bach CD to calm her nerves. Sound, which is vibrations in space, the air, water. When it reaches our ears, our bodies, our spirits, those vibrations move molecules inside of us and they change us. That is its purpose, so to speak. And it's clear that's what happened to the disciples on Pentecost it's helpful to know on Pentecost, that day they were celebrating a Jewish festival. A Jewish festival that celebrated the harvest and the giving of the Ten Commandments. It was called Shavuot. In other words, on the day that we celebrate Pentecost, the Jews that day were celebrating that God sustains us and gives us guidelines to steer our lives. So perhaps it is not by chance that the Holy Spirit appeared on Shabbat, which became for Christians then Pentecost, which means 50 days or seven Sundays after Easter. It is not by chance the one who creates the songs of the universe, stirred up the air and the wind and the Spirit, do through the disciples' lives that day. This month, we are opening ourselves to wonder. First, through the gift of taste, as we seek to pay attention to the wonder, the gift of taste that God has given us. Taste and see the Lord is good. I also invite you to open yourself to the wonder of sound. So this afternoon, this week, this month, I invite you first of all to pay attention to the, to the wind. As you hear it, as you feel it, know it just might be the Spirit of God passing over and through you in aeolian sound, as the wind stirs the leaves above your head on a long walk, as the wind carries the sound of laughing voices across the lake, as the wind transports the scent of peonies in your garden. And I invite you to listen to the extraordinary span of languages spoken by human beings, and especially on this Sunday. I invite you to listen to the glorious sound of music by which we seek, as the psalmist charges, to praise God. For it is all a gift, is it not? And is it not all, if we think about it, Wonder.